Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for Spirit Travel and Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Dwight, aka DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra extra large. I got a special guest in the house, the Ravishing Renata. Say hello. Hi. Thank you. And uh, listen, you can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing. Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or I shouldn't quit my day job? Now, like I ask you each and every single episode, do me a favor. Hit that follow, like, subscribe button. It's somewhere on the left-hand side, right-hand side, uh, maybe on top. I have no clue. But hit that bad boy for me because it lets you know when the latest and greatest episode gets posted. Also, if you have friends and family that are in the Magic Gathering, share the share the wisdom, share the knowledge. They may enjoy the show as well. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank the thousands and thousands of you listening around the world. Now, I admit, I'm a little new to the YouTube. We're still growing our listening audience, our viewing audience there, but we're going to get there. Thank you to all those who listen to me uh, on uh, regular podcast audio. I 100% appreciate it, but we're going to try something new. We're going live on YouTube, and I hope you can join me there on each and every single episode. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by my friends at Greg's Games. That's right, Greg's Games. They're available at 2103 White House Marshallville Road, Hamilton, New Jersey, 08619. Let me just tell you, this is a great little shop. It's in the Trenton, I'd say near Trenton. It's definitely in central New Jersey. If you play Magic and you're in the central New Jersey area, you need to check them out. Because not only do they do Magic the Gathering, they do uh, many different types of tabletop games. They also do Dungeons and Dragons. So if you're into just games, tabletop games, card games, collectible games, it's a moral imperative that you need to go to Greg's Games. I'll repeat it again, 2103 Whitehorse, Russellville Road, Hamilton, New Jersey, 08619. And do me a favor. While you're there, tell Greg that uh, MTG Ectoplasm sent you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, now that the pleasantries are over and done with, it is now time. Time to get to segment number one, number uno. And we're going to be talking about some spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Spoilers so far that is going on in Neon Dynasty. What happens is that we've gotten a lot of stuff. So, you know, just they just been bombarding us. Mara put out that teaser saying, oh, this is what it could be. Could have been this. And I was going to do an episode on it. And unfortunately, boom, that actually, you know, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I didn't have a chance to get to it. So that's why you didn't get an episode on uh, Wednesday. So I, I apologize. Or was it on Sunday? I, I forget. I think it was Wednesday. I was going to do an episode and all these spoilers start coming out. So I was like, you know what? There's no point. Let's just let's see what the spoilers brings us, and I'll do an episode uh, either on Sunday or Monday coming up. So here we are. So let's look at the top cards that I consider interesting in their particular color. So the first card that I wanted to take a gander is in white, and it's March of the Otherworldly Light. I think this is an interesting card. Uh, I'm not going to say potentially for spirits but not really because there is card disadvantage when it does come to this card not like we're not uncommon common to deal with card disadvantage especially when it comes to force of negation but let me read you this card much of the otherworldly light 
is an X in a white card. It's an instant, which I particularly love. Now it reads, as an additional cost to cast this spell, you may exile any number of white cards from your hand. This card, this spell costs two less to cast for each card exiled this way. Now you're going to go, well, well, that's cool, but what are we exiling? We're exiling target artifact, creature, or enchantment with mana value X or less. You know why I'm a big fan of this card, ladies and gentlemen, is this one reason. The fact that usually when we have our cards, like the cards that we use, let's be sincere. If we use, you know, portable hole, it's two it's two mana or less. If we use prismatic ending, realistically, if we're playing in Azorius, it's two or less. If we're, you know, using potentially three or less, we don't get those higher mana value cards. So, for us discarding and giving ourselves discard, you know, dis uh, card disadvantage, maybe we can get that prime time out of our opponent's hand. Now, the cool thing is, I say that because it's X, so we can pay two mana more. So, white and just two whatever mana and discard two white cards from our hands. Yeah, those white cards can be kind of deadly because what white cards do we usually play with? Skyclave Operation and Drug School Captain. Eww. Not big fans. Now, I've seen, you know, our friend Andre Segura, the Spirit Master, he built up a new, you know, deck list, and he's right now using Thalia and also using, oh, uh, Mother of Runes. Now, not Mother of Runes, uh, something, something of Runes. It's, it just it came out uh, two years ago with the other set. I'll figure it out. But... He's adding that in there. So you have more white cards to sit there and attack your opponent, which makes it possible for us to get the prime time or go after decks just like Tron. So this is something I want you to consider. It's card disadvantage, but something, uh, it's not a bad card. And do I potentially see this as spirits? Mm, maybe. Maybe. Now it's time for my next card. And that next card is... Nasi the Moon Sage's Scion. This is a three-mana card. A generic two-black, a three-two legendary creature, Rat Ninja. Now, I love me some rats. I love me some ninjas. My wife, unfortunately, right? The Revolution Renata, you're not a fan of rats. No. No, she's not a fan of rats. No. Not at all. Now, let me read you what this is. It has Ninjutsu of four, which is three in, uh, three in a black. And this is insane. I, I think, I, I'm not going to say this card's broke, but wow. Whenever Nashi Moon Sage Scion deals combat damage to a player, exile the top card of each player's library. Interesting. Interesting. Until end of turn, you may play one of those cards. If you cast a spell this way, you may pay life equal to the mana cost rather than paying its mana value. Mm. Sorry, you, if you cast a spell this way, pay life equal. So it's not a may, you have to pay your life. I think this is interesting, and the fact that, you know, I can see a lot of commander players 
may not have this as the Lord. Or let's say commander, shall I say. I mis misspoke. As a commander, this is a really interesting card. And uh, I, I like it. I really like this. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, there's room to grow. And you know what? There's a card later on that I'm going to tell you that's going to make this card mm, just a little bit better. So that's the card that I selected in black. Now let's see the next card. And the next card is... Of course, in red, Asushi the Blazing Sky. Two generic and two red. It's a flying legendary creature, dragon spirit. Of course, it's a spirit and a 4-4. Flying trample. Love that. Now, if you listen to a previous episode of mine, I told you this card gives candy. Love this card. Whenever Asushi the Blazing Sky dies... Which is a sad part for a 4 4 flyer. I don't like to see my 4 4 flyers die. But if he does or she does die, exile the top two cards of your library until the end of your next turn, you may play those cards. Hmm. Not bad. Not bad at all. But this is where I think this is, this is the candy. This is the part that I love about this dragon. Create three treasure tokens. So, if this card dies, if this creature dies, you know what? It gives you the ability to sit there and say, well, you know, it's not a total loss. I can now play cards from my hand without having to tap out, or if my opponent does something to me, I have those three free mana right there to interact with my opponent, and now they're screwed. Just saying. I love Atsushi. I think this is probably one of the better dragons in this set. I'm telling you, I love this card. So, that's what I found so far in white, black, and red. Let's check out the next color. Now, for green, I went with Kami Ultrasense. How do you pronounce that? Transients. Transients? Okay, we're going to go Kami of Transients. God forbid, my English is awful. It's a generic and a green. It's a 2-2 spirit. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, a green spirit. I, for some reason... Once he's, you know, they, they, they really hit my nerve when it came to the set. I feel I love the set. I love what's going on here. But the, the, the color scheme that I was helping for spirits, my Azorius, no, no. But this card is really good, and I'm going to read it to you. It's a 2-2 it's a Trampler. Right? Whenever you cast an enchantment spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Kami of Transcendence. Not bad. Not bad. So if you're into ramp, you know, they got those ramp cards. You put that on there like Utopia Sprawl. It just gets bigger. Just saying. At the beginning of your end step, if an enchantment was put into your graveyard from the battlefield this turn, you may return coming transcendence from your graveyard to your hand. So guess what? It transcends death. It keeps on coming back over and over and over again. This is what you would want in a spirit. Unfortunately, it's with enchantments. Now, if it was a white card or a blue card, I would hope it did something more, but it didn't. But so far in green, I'm telling you, this, this is, seems very powerful. And the fact that, fine, it blocks, it attacks, it dies. Well, guess what? More than likely, whatever your opponent's using is blocking it. It's going to die. And the fact that if I happen to let go of an enchantment, let's say uh, Heart, of, uh, Heart of Kirin, right? 
that goes into the graveyard. Oh, Connie son that comes back. Not a bad, not bad. Now, mind you, you know, I understand the the card interaction I'm speaking about is, you know, most people won't play, but I'm just saying it's still a pretty damn badass card. So let's see what's the final card, and I guarantee most of you will laugh at me. And the card is. Ooh, what happened to my blue card? I guess I didn't get the blue one. All right, no problem. It's uh, we went with gold. Unfortunately, the blue card I had selected is a common, but you know I'll I'll come back to it. The card here that I have in gold is silver for silver for masters. Well, like it's a tongue twister. It's a red ninja two two. It has ninjutsu of blue and a black. I love this card. I, you know, when seeing this card, I'm thinking Drug School Captain. There's more that's going to happen with this card eventually in the near future. This is pretty good. Ready? It reads: Ninjutsu abilities you activate cost one less to, to activate. Now remember, when we looked at Nashi, right? It was four. The Silver Fur Master. It goes down to three. And if we have two Silver Fur Masters, it goes down to two to do the ninjutsu. Interesting. Now, let me continue reading. Other ninja, ninja and rogue creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Wow. Wow. That right there, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. I've been waiting waiting to see when rats was going to get a real lord or i mean there are other cards out there that are lord-esque but this here is like a true lord and the fact that ninjas now finally get a true lord itself this is a two-in-one i like it i'm a big fan of it and i guarantee you're going to see a lot more play of it and this is the new tribe this ninja rat tribe thing that they're trying to do here it's going to be the new thing so now, like I say in Spanish, bongo, keep your eye out. When I saw Drug School Captain and said, you know what, there's something, there's potential here. We just got to wait for it to happen. There's potential here, and I'm liking. I'm liking this a lot. So with the next card, I went with... Now, I went with this. This is an art uh, artifact, and it's Lion Sash, a generic and a white. Is an artifact creature equipment cat one one. When I read this card, I was like, "Are you kidding me, Watsy? What are you doing here? Did we just, you know, just take a green card from back in the day and just say hmm, we're going to turn to white and make it a cat?" Well, they did something better here. Let me read the card. For one white, exile the top card of a graveyard, not your graveyard, not just your opponent's graveyard. Any graveyard. If it was a permanent card, put a plus one, plus one counter on Lion Sash. Okay, not bad. Okay, we're talking good here. Equip creature gets plus one, plus one for each plus one, plus one counter on Lion Sash. Makes sense, right? But let's read that again. Equip creature gets plus one, plus one for each plus one, plus one counter on Lion Sash. I want you to think about that. Think deep about that. What are we saying here? I'm just saying, Lion Sash is going to make your creatures 
very, very interesting. Very interesting. And the fact that it has configured, because this card comes out as a 1-1 creature. But if you don't want it just to be the symbol 1-1 creature, you can equip, equip it to another creature. Like back in the day we did with germs. The configure is reconfigure two. You pay this cost, attach to target creature you control, or unattach from a creature, reconfigure only as sorcery, while attached, this isn't a creature. So basically, we can attach it to a creature, it's an, it's an uh, enchantment, I mean equipment, or we unattach it, oh, and now it becomes its own creature again. That's interesting, ladies and gentlemen. I just want you to think about that. That's really interesting. Now, my, my question is for Watsi, because I want to know the ruling on this. Say if your creature dies and the equipment stays on the battlefield, does it become a creature because the equipment is no longer on the creature? That's something we got to think about. That's something, you know, Watsi needs to answer through ruling, but... There's potential here. There's something interesting about this card, and I like it a lot. Now, the next card I ended up going with is Basejo Who Endures. Let me just tell you, I am in love with these lands. I love these channel, these channel lands. There are some that stand out more than others. And one thing I'll tell you, I'm a big fan of the white one. Huge fan of Ajancho, the seat of the Empire. We'll talk about that in future episodes. But this one stood out above the rest. And I'm bothered by it. I don't know what was Watsi thinking. Maybe Watsi's going to have to correct us eventually in Arch, uh, Arch Enemy. But there's an issue here. I'm going to read the card for you. I'm going to share you what I consider to be the main issue here. It's a legendary land, and it taps for green. Okay? Not bad. Channel. A generic and green. Discard Baiju, by a Baiju who endures. Destroy target artifact, enchantment, or non-basic land an opponent controls. That player may search a library for a land card with a basic land type put it into the battlefield and then shuffle your library this ability costs one less to activate for each legendary creature you control the reason why I have an issue with this card is the fact that yes you get to destroy something of theirs you get to destroy an artifact, an enchantment, but you go after non-basic lands? That's huge for green. This is, some, this is an ability that we normally see under red, where they destroy non-basic lands. Sometimes, you know, like, uh, like uh, Blood Moon, they change non-basic lands to what? Mountains. Here, they get to destroy it outright. 
Now, the other thing that bothers me here is that the player gets to search their card for, for a basic card, for a basic land, and gets to put it into play. So it gives them more. And I think that's where Watsy had an issue. I don't, to me, this, strong, this card is exceptionally powerful. But at the same time, giving the opponent mana advantage is a huge issue. That's the only reason why I personally don't like uh, Path to Exile. I mean, you know, I'll play it. I know that it'll wipe off, uh, wipe out the, you know, Primeval Titan from the battlefield. The Exile, I'll never have to see the card again. But it gives them mana advantage. So they're already, like, one mana ahead of me. Potentially two mana ahead of me. Don't like that. But I think this, this particular card, for the mana cost of Channel of two, is insane. Also... I want you to think about all these channel cards that are in the lands. The land cycle. This here has the potential to be broken under which decks? I mean, let you think about it. In three, two, one. And those are, ladies and gentlemen, decks like, you know, uh, oh, shoot, I just had the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I screwed it up. Uh, I, I brought it up in my uh, group. Uh, I can't believe I just screwed the pooch. Uh, oh, oh my god. Uh, it's not landfall. Uh, Cascade. There it is. Cascade decks. This, I can't believe I, I, I just brain farted right there. Cascade decks. This here is going to be huge in cascade decks and i want you to consider and think why this is going to be great in cascade the reason why is because this isn't a this isn't a spell this isn't the it is a permanent but it's not a spell so the fact that guess what you can cascade and cascade cascade there's no mana cost here zero mana cost they can't do nothing you can't use this hmm so guess what? They can have this as a backup potential. If they have it in the hand, they bing, I can do this, bing, I can do that. This is going to be huge in Cascade. Also, another card that I want you to think about, I'm not telling you to invest in it, because I can see it actually getting banned now that I didn't think could get banned at all, and that's Ren and Six. Why? Because Renin 6 has that ability where you can take a land from your graveyard and put it back to your hand. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. If you have Baiju the end of the who endures, you can take out all their basics, uh, non-basic lands, and destroy them all, and guess what? They're left with just maybe a handful of basic lands in their you know, that they can play. This is interesting. The way that Wansi set up these channel cards. I'm telling you, I love them. I'm going to have to probably get the entire, you know, playset because I, there's something here. There's something here, and I like it a lot. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. This is what I think are the top cards currently spoiled at the particular moment for Kamigawa.
Alright, so with that being said, that's the segment end of segment number one. It is now time, ladies and gentlemen, for segment number two. And segment number two, what are we going to discuss? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty's delays. They ended up making an announcement, and there's some product delays. And I'm going to let the Ravishing Renata read this. Unfortunately... Due to ongoing disruptions of the global supply chain related to COVID-19, the release of the Japanese set boosters for Kamigawa Neon Dynasty will be delayed throughout Europe. At this time, we do not have a date to share on when the set boosters will be, will be available, but we'll share updates as soon as possible. Other languages and regions are not affected by this delay. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, I praise Watsi. I, you know what, I'm happy that Watsi did this. The reason why I'm happy Watsi did this is because they were ahead of the game. They realized that there was a problem. And they said, you know what, instead of making other people's hopes and dreams happen, let, let's, let's slow the thing. Let's put, pump the brakes and realize what's going on, especially in Europe. And I know this sucks for my European listeners. Because I know currently, if you look at the cards that are being released and spoiled, some of these art is phenomenal. Some of the best art I have seen to date on Magic cards. And I just saw one earlier today. It's something core. And it looks like Voltron. This is something of my youth. When I was a kid, it looks like a little... You can see the body and then the arms and the legs coming, trying to come together to build Voltron. It is beautiful, absolutely beautiful, stunning. Unfortunately, for my European friends, you're not going to get it right away. But at least it's coming. At least you're aware. You don't go knocking at your LGS and going, hey, uh, I, I want my Japanese so I can get some of these badass cards. You know, where are they? Why can't I get them? But have no fear. Have no worry. I applaud Watsi for doing this. You know, do I wish it, it didn't have to happen? Yeah. But this whole COVID thing screwed the, screwed everything up. So, you know, we're going to have our moments. And I, like I said, I, I think it's going to get better. And uh, there you go. So let's see what happens from this point on. Now, Watsi ended up doing something else and that is bannings that's right ladies and gentlemen bannings what happens is last week Watsi ended up creating uh, uh, all this hype going oh my god let's ban ban this ban that there you go ladies and gentlemen the ban list here it is straight from Watsi in standard it was not what I expected. I was a little disappointed. Let's read. In standard, we get Owen's Epiphany. Okay. Now, Owen's Epiphany is a card that basically foretells and gives you creatures. Okay, not bad. Then, Divide by Zero. Another card that got banned. And why... Because it works too good and too efficiently in a particular deck. Hmm. Okay. Now, mind you, these two cards are in the same deck together. 
and once he had a problem with it in standard. Now the last card is Faceless Haven. Now for those who play the Mono Blue Snow build in Spirits in Pioneer, know this card. This is a really good card. I like this card. But for somehow, some way, Faceless Haven is too broke for the format in standard. I don't understand why. When you look at our gen, you know, uh, uh, Alchemy, if you look at Alchemy itself, they turn this thing into a 4-4 instead of a 4-3. Did I miss something? Now in Legacy. In Legacy, it was Ragavan Nimble Pilferer that got the band. Now, I reached out to my friend all the way in Brazil, you know, Douglas Rosa, and I asked him, hey, Douglas, how's everything going on in Brazil world? And he's telling me he's having a great time. You know, he's loving football. Unfortunately, this past weekend, uh, didn't go his way. But, you know, he's eating his uh, uh, barbecue left and right. And he was telling me that, that this card was seen a lot in Legacy. It was being played left to right in Legacy. But now that Ragavan is gone, now it gives other decks opportunities to shine. And I asked him, what type of decks do you think will do better? Hands down, he told me, quote-unquote, Spirits will be a better deck because the fact that we have all that interaction, we don't have to worry about a, a, a stupid monkey attacking and then getting uh, mana advantage over us or the fact that they can take the card from the top of our library and play it against us and screwing us over. I expected Ragamon to be gone in Modern, and it wasn't. Because if you look here, I got Standard, Legacy, Historic, and, uh, and a card that's unbanned. I'm irate. I'm pissed. There are two cards that I thought that should have been banned, and they're not. Now, what do I say? I don't work for Watsy. The next card is in Historic. It's Memory Labs. This card was suspended. They're like, you know what? This card is too much... Uh, you know, we brought it in, in in this one thing. We, you know, we 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 did this. You know, uh, Strixhaven, and we made all these beautiful old school cards and gave them new arts and yada yada yada. And you're gonna love them. And then what happened? Memory lapse. A one mana card that makes you counter and puts a card on top of the library. And it was too strong, too powerful for historic. So they're like, you know, put it on the side. Let's see what happens. Well, if you if you follow magic, you know any time that a card gets suspended in historic, it automatically gets banned. You don't see it no more. It's gone. Adios, arrivederci, mushi mushi konnichiwa. Or aloha means hello and goodbye in Hawaiian. So that's what happens in historic. Now, finally, an unbanning. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Teferi. Teferi? Okay. Teferi. Time Lover got unbanned. That's right. It got unbanned in Alchemy. And they did some really stupid shenanigans with it. They made it more expensive. Instead of three fairy, he's now four fairy. Now, I don't play Alchemy because... 
I don't like the way the economy is set up. Until they fix the economy, I'm boycotting. I'm completely boycotting. Oh, my mic sounds kind of funny. I'm sorry about that, my man. Maybe it's just me being too close. But thank you. Thank you for letting me know. Teferi. Okay. I One thing I do like about it, it stops your opponents or the way that you rat it, it, it is they let, let it be where opponents can't play spells on your turn. I love that a lot. Instead of, oh, you can't play cards at sorcery speed. So, they made it more expensive, but they did improve the card. So, let's see what happens in alchemy. Let's let's see what happens. I'm I'm hedging my bets. So, with that being said, what's next on the list? Oh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, Watsi ended up screwing up again. What else is new? Why am I not shocked? Let's see what happens. Renata, if you mind, put it up. That's right. Let me read this for you. This is a statement. The fact that they screwed up on borderless art on a card. Now, if I was the artist, I would be irate. I would be losing my mind. And why? Because the fact that, let, let me just read the statement. It has come to our attention that on the printed borderless version of Akari, the Swirling Sky, which is the blue legendary dragon from Kamagawa Neon Dynasty, the art, the art credit was incorrect, incorrectly listed in Zonus in all languages. The correct artist credit is Yoshia. The correct attribution will appear on Magic the Gathering Arena. So you're telling me right now, as a player who generally focuses on paper, and I love borderless art. I collect, I go out of my way to collect borderless art. You're telling me the artist who ended up drawing Kairi, uh, the Swirling Sky, ends up getting screwed for the rest of their days. Every time we look at that card and go, hmm, look at this. I feel bad for that artist. I hope somehow, some way, Watsi somehow makes this right to them. And I say monetarily. Because they deserve the credit. I don't blame the other artist who has their name on it. I blame Watsi. So now notice, I will praise Watsi for doing something right. And I will poo-poo Watsi for screwing things down. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have a special announcement. And this announcement is starting next week. Oh, no, no, no. Starting tomorrow. I'm sorry, starting tomorrow, February 1st. Uh, God forbid, time flies. It's just like this. Woo, what a world. I am going live. I'm calling it MTG IRL in real life tomorrow, 8 p.m. I'm starting every week 
on Tuesday. I, I'm just going to start the show. I'm going to turn on the stream, and I'm going to go, let's talk about whatever. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to tell you the topic in advance, and I hope you get excited for it. It is Chinese New Year. It's Chinese New Year tomorrow. I don't know what year of what it's going to be, but we're going to discuss it. And uh, there's a couple cards that I found interesting that uh, you'll enjoy discussing with me. So hopefully you join me every Tuesday, 8 p.m. here on YouTube. You know, so we can have fun. You know, share with me. This this show's going to be driven by you, the audience. And uh, hopefully we have a little fun, all right? Now, finally, it is now time for the shout-out section. Well, I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the cream the cream. Now, ladies and gentlemen, in my shout-outs. Unfortunately, we didn't get any in Legacy. We didn't get any in, you know, Historic. Very sad. Makes me, makes me want to cry. Yeah, I'll do this. <laughs> From my Legacy and Historic players. But here are my shout-outs. In Pioneer, uh, on uh, January 21st, first place in a band build, Ono Hajimi. Okay, hopefully I pronounced that correct. The same day, 5-0 with a band build, and that's Runner Runner, and the last E is the number three. So if you're listening, congratulations. On January 27th, the first place finish in Bent, and that's my friend Remf, R-E-M-F. This is a young man who is a content creator in Brazil, and I want to say thank you, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for uh, liking me on uh, Twitter, and uh, congratulations on kicking ass. And then finally, January 31st, 5-0 with the Bent build, and that's the Arch Druid. Congratulations, ladies and gentlemen, kicking ass in Pioneer. Now... In modern, January 28th, a 5 0 finish. What can I say? My friend, you know, uh, Peter Valco, was able to speak to this young man. And he told him about the shot. Unfortunately, I got a little disappointed because he's like, uh, yeah, uh, that's interesting. I may have to listen. And that hurt my feelings. But no answers about it. We're trying to get. The Spirit Master on the show. So with that being said, congratulations, Dr. Quella, for kicking ass, going 5-0 with an Azorius build. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, just remember one simple fact, that no matter what deck, no matter what format, you can always do exceptionally well with Spirits. Now, in upcoming weeks, maybe, hmm, maybe uh, Wednesday episode, go figure, we're doing today, we're doing Tuesday, we're doing Wednesday, we're doing three back-to-back days of shows. On Wednesday's episode, I'm going to be telling you what I'm playing in Philadelphia. That's right. You're going to see this guy in Philadelphia playing in Modern. My goal is to go in, take names, kick ass, and make sure my opponents say boo sheet. And I'm going to bring that deck list to you on Wednesday. Then on Sunday, I'm going to talk about my sideboard. Because, you know, I want to break it up. I want to, I want to shake it up a little bit, make it get, you know, get you all jazzy. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you. The the ones that were in attendance, those that were uh, the, those that are listening to the show on the po- uh, regular audio podcast. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say, that's bullshit. We're out of here. Good night, everybody.